know why I picked that one? The 12 Days of Christmas? Because guess what today is? Um, oh gosh, I should do the math. Is it the 12th? Today is the 12th day of Christmas. The final day of Christmas? Do you know what it is 12 what of wedding? Well, you started with... No, I'm asking if you know what the 12 is. The 12th day? Yeah, what are we doing? Because uh, we said 10 lords leaping on Sunday. I did that yeah. from the camera. So 11 pipers piping, 12... No, yeah, so it's... 12... It's not ladies dancing, is it? No. Mills of making is 8. 9 is... Piper's pipe. No, 11 is Piper's piping. I don't know. It's something. Something, something. Isn't it ladies... At some point, it's ladies dancing? What ladies it? sleeping? No. Maids of milking? Ladies leaping? Lords of leaping. Well, let's just go ahead and Google this whole thing about it. But that's the song. That's why. Well, you know what's interesting, is though? Is ladies dancing or something like that? I'm going to Taylor, I'm well, going to get there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I looked this up the other day because okay. I considered myself a master of the church calendar. Okay. But there is a difference in how some people observe the 12 days of Christmas. Is there? Some people go, like, the eve of the 26th to, like, through the 6th, through Epiphany, where some oh. people make the exchange. So I guess it's where you locate the 12th day of Christmas, on the 6th or the 5th. Yeah. 12 drummers drumming. Yes, 12 drummers drumming. 11 ladies dancing. No, 11 pipers piping. 11 pipers piping. 10, Ten leaping. leaping. 9. 9 ladies dancing. 8, eight milking. milking. 7 swans. Swan 6 geese of 5 golden rings. 4 calling birds. 3 French hens. 2 turtle doves. And a partridge in the pear tree. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, is that Were those gifts created just for this song? Well, or, interesting you asked that. I This is why I Googled the song the other day. I was curious if there because you see that BS evangelical meme, like, it's three for the Trinity. It's six for the days I, of creation. I am having a hard time lately. What? Even, like, hiding my disgust for dumb things like that. Well, here's the thing. And I, I don't mind stuff like that if it's true, but I just get exhausted by people trying to make everything Christian that wasn't Christian. Yes, it was that's like, what, exactly what I mean. It was invented as a nursery rhyme to help children remember. Great. <laughs> the 12 days of Christmas? I think that's that's like a best guess. A okay. German thing. That that's was, great. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they mean. What they're supposed to mean. or Because it just feels like a partridge in a pear tree. I guess that could... It probably a had a conda. could have something to do with like creation. Um, I don't remember. One God? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it's two things. Partridge in a pear tree? Yeah. I don't know. God and God's anyway, creation. We didn't mean to. <laughs> that would be interesting, though, to find out the meaning of this. My um, my vocal things on my thing are not wide, which means you're not super loud yet. Oh, sorry. Okay. So continue um, to. Here, I can pick it up. Yeah. Well, Taylor, welcome back. Did you have a good two weeks off? I did. So this is like I drove into town and we are podcasting now. So that is kind of crazy. You um, made it up to the. Um, what do you call that town you're from? Grand Prairie area? Grand Prairie. I did. I did. I did. We hopped in the car. We drove to my mom's house. And then truly, I never left it. Um, I love that for you. I sat in the backyard sometimes. So that was great. Because my mom has got new backyard furniture and a fire pit back there. Um, and so, and then I drove back here. So, I don't know. I know there's lots of ways to think about the pandemic, but... Um, you know, my mom and my brother are living very similarly to us, 
mm-hmm. which is to say that they never go anywhere and also we never go anywhere. So I just got in my car and drove there to be with more people who don't go anywhere, uh, which was lovely, though. And yes, it was very restful. And also I watched a lot of TV and movies. I love that for you. Yeah, Netflix, I guess. Not like TV, TV. Yeah. But, um, so we knocked out some of the things I've been meaning to watch. What did you see that you loved? You know, we went as far as to order an HDMI cord so we could watch Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And then we never watched it. But me mm. and Kathleen are planning on watching it. What a all. treat you have left in front of you. I know. I'm very excited. Uh, but we watched The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Okay. We watched Bridgerton on Netflix. Is that worth seeing? You know, I really liked it. But um, it really, truly, people say it's like Jane Austen with Gossip Girl mixed with Gossip Girl. Okay. And that is like spot on. Okay. So if, if I like you, those things, like, I should see yeah. it. If you like time period stuff, it's great. And if you like Pretty Little Liars, or Gossip Girl, not Pretty Little Liars, Gossip Girl, then it's you'll also think it's great. Yeah. Um, and there is some deeper humanity stuff going on in there, too, so that's cool. Um, and then we watched Soul, which I thought was really good. I thought it was so good. I thought it was, I don't want to overstate this. I, I lend myself to hyperbole. Actually, I have this on my list to talk about. Soul. Do want, should we do it now or later? Um. Let's move into the, I mean, what we normally call weekend, but like. Weekend roundup? Yeah. But. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I watched and I'll put that at the end because that's where we come together. Okay, perfect. I watched this. It's like a, a Christmas special. This is the second year they've done this. Mm-hmm. So last year they did one with um, Dennis Quaid, oh. Merry Happy Whatever. It's like an eight-part series that's okay. one season. Mm-hmm. So this one was called Dash and Somebody. It's a guy and a gal. Dash and Lily? Yes. Okay. That was okay. I Oh, okay. Um, as far as like really cheesy Christmas movies, uh-huh. I watched one called Christmas in the Wild that came out last year. Uh-huh. The only reason I watched it is because it had Rob Lowe and Charlotte from Sex and the City. Oh. And I thought, whoa, high quality actors. As soon as I turned it on, Lindsay started laughing. Okay. Because she's like, I can't believe you're watching it. It's that bad. So I think what happened then is it lowered my expectations so much uh-huh. that I'm like, this was great. Yeah. I mean, it's every bit as cheesy Hallmark kind of love story movies you're going to get but yeah. i liked it yeah um i and, love that and then i watch the usual suspects like i do every year oh okay. okay but let's talk about soul okay also really quick i did watch the jingle jangle movie on netflix oh yeah i watched that too it was really good i thought i liked everything about it like actors the cinematography costumes imaginative pieces uh-huh. the interplay of like the different kinds of mediums uh-huh. i didn't love the plot the story wasn't like enthralling, but the movie, all the creative around it was. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would I say. I see. I see. Okay. okay. Soul. Uh, soul. Well, I, let's say this. I Well, maybe not. I thought when I got done, this is the best Pixar movie I've seen since Inside Out. Okay. But then I thought, and I bet I haven't heard a ton about this. Like, it hasn't splashed on social media like some other things. Yeah. And I said, I wonder if it is particularly salient for Enneagram 3s. I, you know, I thought of you towards the end. Yes. Because I thought, this is the thing I feel that I always want Josh to know is true. Yeah. Because everything is so meaningful. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Every moment. 
and not just the big moments. My mom was very moved by it also. See? Um, and I thought it was so good. I think some of the reason it might not have made as big of a splash is, um, I think there are a couple things. Uh, it didn't have a theater release, you know? It's right. just on Disney Plus, so only the people who have Disney Plus can That's watch true. it. That's true. And also, I don't know that there's a hook for kids. Like, it feels like a movie for adults. Yeah, it's it's a cartoon, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that theme, too, of kind of vocational, what I'll call vocational existential discongruence or whatever, mm-hmm. is a very adult theme. Yeah. I will say one thing that was very important to me about the movie, because okay. I feel like this is a way we always get sucker punched by movies. Uh-huh. I felt like... Per um, kind of standard, he wasn't actually going to get to get his shot at the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that, and then when he got there, I thought something was going to go wrong. Yeah, something's going to disrupt this. I kept thinking that too. And I'm like, and this it's going to be so lame. Uh, spoilers for Soul, by the way. Um, but the fact, yeah, there's a lot of spoilers in this. <laughs> so if you want to earmuff, the fact that he got to have his moment. And then you step into that emotion of, oh, wait a minute, I thought this would feel like more. Mm-hmm. A three isn't going to believe anything you say mm-hmm. until they have that moment. Because because do you think like if so, it was coming from someone who never had that moment? Well, because I think that that feeling is so deep. That feeling is, I'm going to speak for myself. Sure. It's been so deep inside of me. That it's like, like, my excuse would be like, no, no, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. If I can just get to the perfect moment as I have it in my mind, I will be happy. Mm -hmm. I will be happy. So if they would have tried to skew that in any way in the plot, I would have been like, well, he he still has the thing in front of him. He didn't get his chance. Yeah. That was really important. Yeah. But he he got to, I mean, like the thing he had been He arrived to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's it. Maybe that was why that movie especially felt so powerful is because usually they don't let characters arrive. He arrived and, and not just like he walked in, but he arrived, he walked around, yeah. he fully had the moment yes. and experienced it and lived in it. And yes. then afterwards was like, that did not do for me the thing I thought that it would do for me. Yeah. And I suppose they were able to pull that off because of the medium, because they had this metaphysical reality. He could then move into that to, to have the kind of conflict that most people need to make that other moment fail. Yeah. But I thought it was terrific. I thought so too. I thought it was really good, and and a really great cast. Yeah, I mean a voice cast, Tina Fey. Uh huh. It was so great, and then even the moment with his mom and wearing yeah. his dad's suit, and yeah, it just was really. It really was. He got like all the things he wanted, and then I really liked that. You know, because um, there was a thing that put me off from him, the main character. Um, immediately that my mom and Kathleen both said I was being too sensitive about. And that is that anyone who does not, (laughs) this is now, as I say, I realize it's very silly. Anyone who does not view teaching as a very meaningful career. Sure. I'm like, well, in music, (laughs) (laughs) how on the nose for you, huh? Well, well, yeah. And any, yeah, anyone who does not view like teaching, passing along the study of music as like a meaningful moment, but even just teaching generally as like a, like, I'm like, do something else, do something else. You know what I mean? Like, if you can't view the forming of other people as important, then like, 
you gotta go. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be doing it. At least you know what I mean. Like, which is not to say that you're like a bad person or whatever. But like I, you know, I think teachers should be paid a zillion dollars, and I think the work they do is so hard and. It is so meaningful, and so for someone to be like, that's just a thing I do as a side gig, and, like, it's not important, and it means my life is not worth anything, I'm always like, okay, Brett, like, you need to figure it out. And Kathleen and Mom were like, no, he doesn't, he's being a good teacher, obviously. Like, he was very, you know, there's the girl in the beginning who he's, like, very encouraging to, and then obviously this kid is, like, you were my teacher and you're the first person I thought of when we had this opening. So mm-hmm. it's clear he's like being a good teacher. He just is like... He can't derive his self-worth though from his good work. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I really thought Eileen over Lindsay like, oh, he's going to... The, the punchline is going to be that he figures out that being a teacher is, what, is he, the thing. what he really wants to do, which I think it was more than that. I think so too. So I was glad. Again. I know. It, that's So I thought that's what it was going to be. And then I feel like the place they eventually got was actually more meaningful which is to say almost that they were like it doesn't matter yeah like any work you're doing in the world is that's what i felt a lot in 2020 actually is like um it's been kind of a bummer to see us move in and out of this but like there were just real moments when we were like oh my god thank goodness for grocery store workers (laughs) yeah you know what i mean and like thank goodness for our mail delivery people and um and I do just think that it's like, that is the thing that drives me up a wall. I don't know if you find yourself in conversation with people um, who are like, well, I mean, you know, they say things, you know, like, what am I, what are we going to do? We're going to pay someone a full-time living wage to flip burgers at McDonald's. And I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> thank you. Yes, that is what I would like. Um and they, you know, to somehow imply that some work is less meaningful and the people who do that work are less meaningful is just your number one way to drive me up the wall. So I thought this movie was really great because it talked a lot about, you know, as people would say, how we're human beings instead of human do- doings. Mm. What a corny thing. Well, what a true thing. Yeah. All the cliches are true for a reason. That's true. Uh, well, since we're in movies, let's talk about one other movie. Okay. And um, I hadn't even heard of this. And Lindsay's like, let's watch it. I think it came out this year. It was uh, Prom. Oh, yeah. The musical. Is this what you texted me the other day? Was it on Netflix? Yeah. And did that come out this year? Um. Yeah. In December, I think. Yeah. So I don't want to unpack this one so much if people want to watch it. I do have one question, though. Okay. So the thing is, James Corden, um, oh, Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, and I don't know the feller's name, the other guy. They're a group of more or less failed Broadway oh, actors. Um, yeah. You know his name? Um, I do, and I can't think of it. When, if it comes to you, interject. He's in Girls, and okay. he was also in the Book of Mormon, the original cast. Oh, so he can do this. Yeah. Well, they're uh, in the movie, a, a group of failed Broadway actors that go to take up a war on um, a, a girl who's discriminated against in her prom for mm-hmm. being uh, a, a lesbian. Yeah. And um, this is what I'm talking. So they, <laughs> I mean, I, I was laughing out loud in yeah, several points. It's funny. Specifically, basically, every time Meryl Streep's character opened her mouth. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So well, they, and I would say she seems to be one of the only ones that's not unsuccessful. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, she, she is a very successful. But they they are so full of themselves. Yeah. So over top 
And, you know, it's like the classic <laughs> big city comes to small town to save the yes. small town schmucks. Here's my question, though. Okay. So this was interesting because, like, the writers clearly admire Broadway. The writers of this movie. Sure. Clearly admire these actors. Clearly admire the politics of the left. Right. Okay, okay sure. But, okay, yeah. But are, are but really critiquing a caricature of all of that. Yeah, okay? definitely. So my question is, and this is for everybody, left, right. I, I tried to think of a right example. I, I don't probably watch those movies. But the I thought, but do people really internalize that critique? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do people watch that and think, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, wait, am I a Doing cliche that. of a liberal? You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I'll pose that for everybody. Do we watch movies that make fun of us and, and then internalize the critique? Yeah. I just was wondering. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think, um, I don't know. What a great question. I, I would love to hear back from people. I think I am, I feel very aware of that, like the, uh, I feel I can get very embarrassed by like people trying to be the wokest person in the room. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then also it's like, and I know that sometimes I do that as well. Do you know what I mean? We all kind of fall into that trap sometimes. We all, I should, I guess, mostly white people. <laughs> um, but uh, it's like, I wonder. If there's a type of person, and by this I don't mean liberal or conservative, I mean like a type of personality, do you know what I mean? That is more open to hearing that criticism. Yeah. And a type of person that's not. And you know what? I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But I do think, oh, I don't think I can say it. I think people will be too mad. Okay. Now I'm so curious. Uh, I almost want to hit pause just to hear what it is. Uh, um... Can you give I'm a? Can you sidestep it? Yes, I think there's a type of person. Were you that gonna name a number? I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Um, I think there's a type. You of, can if it's three, you can say it. You know what? It's not. I think there's a type of person, and maybe it's. You know what? Maybe what I can say is this. It maybe it's a dependent stance thing, like ones, twos, and sixes. Okay. Well, so you indicted um, yourself. You get away yeah. with it as long as you indict yourself. Okay, great. Um, and then also maybe eights. I think sometimes fall into this. I was as thinking well. eights right away, but. That they sort of, it's like you believe so strongly in the thing that you believe mm-hmm. that it makes it hard to hear criticism of it without, uh, and sit with it and learn from it without like fighting back against it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And as we always qualify with every conversation, a healthy version of any of those numbers of does it. An unhealthy version of any number usually is does not do well. But yeah. yeah, those that stance I could see that for sure. Because I think four, fives, and nines, there's probably more of a sense of like I can learn from all sorts of things, so I should be I can be open to this criticism, you know? Yeah, and I think aggressive numbers can laugh at themselves as long as it's a general caricature of them. Absolutely. Until it's personal. Yeah. And then it's like Yeah. And as long as they get to be laughing with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well and then because then it's like you know, like for threes, it's like I'm in on the joke. Yeah. Like I'm laughing. Everybody's laughing at me, but it's like I'm laughing too. And we're all yeah. having a good time. <laughs> no, I'm the entertainment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's my one critique of the show. Okay. And here's what I'm going to admit. This is like a baker critiquing the cookie. 
and it's like a lawyer critiquing the argument and it's like i'm only making this because of what i do okay i was a little annoyed but by what i'm calling the biblical exegesis song um and it's not because i felt like it was untrue i don't remember it so the guy who you're trying to recall the name of he's Uh in the mall and he's singing with the the kids who object to yeah. the lesbian, and one of them's like, "Well, it's the Bible oh, says it's wrong." The, like, and then he goes through a laundry Leviticus. list. It's like, yeah, well, if your mom's divorced, we should stone her. And if mm-hmm. the, and he goes, and I th- at one point they're in a clothing store, and I'm like, "Go to Lindsay." Oh, mixed fibers, you know, it's like that. Cle- but they yeah. didn't do that. But and I don't know why, because again, it wasn't that anything isn't true. I was just like, yeah, but there's much more nuance to come up with a more robust stance than that. I Although think, <laughs> there I was think... the line. <laughs> And that song, like, here's the cast of Jesus Christ Superstar. You got my back. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I also find things like that annoying because I think there are more compelling arguments. That's it. And I'm just always like, why are you using yeah. this com- not compelling argument? That when I was looking for a hermeneutic, I knew this argument and it still did not Yeah, it fell flat. Me. Right. Yeah. When there are more compelling. Well, it's, it reminds me of like, remember when Chick-fil-A was in the news all the time? Mm-hmm. And there was this one viral video of this girl going, you want to talk about biblical marriage? And mm-hmm. she does this thing and it's like, so eye-rolly. Yeah. But it, it's like, yeah, okay. But that's like an inch deep. Yes. And it's like, give me the nuance. Give me all of it. Yeah. And. But as I said, that's just like. Yeah. It's like. Right. The librarian be mad that the, the Dewey Decimal System's out of order. Or right. Something. It's like, yeah, just because that's what I said. Well, I'll tell you this. There was a scandal's the wrong word, but last night on The Bachelor, Matt James, the new Bachelor, okay. he led a group prayer. Like he sort of walked in Ooh. and instead of giving a speech, said, um, when I get nervous, I pray, so bow your heads. And people had, truly, I didn't see anybody who was like real roughed up about it, but people were like, is that weird or good? And I ended up commenting on a Facebook page, and I, I said something vague, like, I think about prayer a lot, but it's like, obviously, because I'm a pastor. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so. Yeah, I have to be careful. I don't know. Not that this is what you were implying about yourself, but sometimes when I see these cultural moments, I have to make sure I'm not speaking from my high horse without realizing it. Yes. I was, there's another thing like that. That lately I've just thought, like, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But it's, like, I've run into a lot of something on TikTok, I guess, that, like, every time I run into it, I'm, like, that is so stupid. And it's, like, well, and some of it might be, like I said, the things that are, like, very evangelical. like Low-hanging entertainment fruit. Yeah. So... Well, prom, I'd say see it if you, if that sounds interesting. It is a musical. Yeah. If you like that type of thing, it's... It's a great movie musical. I, I mean, think. and here's the thing, Andrew, mind. all this stuff's free on Netflix. Well, we pay for Netflix, but I'm like... Well, wait, we pay what, like $7 a month or something like that? The quality of entertainment just at our disposal. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Okay. I have a, a self-growth thought this week I wanted to run by you, speaking of Enneagram. Okay. I have a, a thought on why... This may seem obvious to you. Okay. About why... Emotions are so hard for aggressive numbers. Okay. I think part of the reason it's hard for me as a three, and this I've grown into this. This would have been more in my four wing life than my two wing life because it's, but it's it's the professional side. Is I think that emotions feel like they never get finished to me. Yeah. And I want to be done. Yeah. I want to have a sense of I'm done with that and I moved on. There's not efficiency when it comes to emotions. 
I mean, you can't just make yourself be done with it. Yeah. And that is a very aggressive number. And I think maybe particularly Enneagram 3. No, definitely. Also 7s. I think it might be easier for 8s to get to. I do reason. 3 think of the aggressive number. 8s are the best with emotion. I have yeah. that sense. Yeah. I don't, And I don't quite know what that is. But, um, but I do think... Um, because sometimes you feel something, even when your brain knows mm-hmm. what, you know, like, um, if I get in an argument with my mom and we talk all the way through it, uh-huh. uh, then sometimes one or both of us might still be mad at each other at the end. And we have to, even though we've talked it all the way out and we know where we're both coming from and everybody's good and happy... Well, but not happy. But in your brain, you've you figured out where everybody was coming from. You might still be mad. And you have to say to yourself, I'm not actually mad at this person anymore, even though my body still feels like I am. And you just, there's like no way but through, you know? Yeah. You just have to experience it until it's over and remind yourself in your head that you're not actually mad at that person anymore. Yeah. And you'd use the word efficiency. That's certainly true. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing at play for me is it's just probably ultimately a less a, a feeling of a loss of a sense of control. But it's like mm. if the analogy is the airplane, I don't know if we're in the air. I don't know if we're on the runway. I don't know if we're taxing. I don't know where we are on the flight. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything when I'm in the realm of emotions. Oh, okay. So I can't like I can't I don't know what to do with my own emotional self in response to what's happening emotionally. Because you don't know you can't. Yeah, there but, are some emotions that are so big that you're like, I feel like we should be landing, but my like my experience is yeah. that that's not where we are. Right. Um, yeah, and that's like, and you're right. I think there's no, I mean, I think it's one of those things that like as you get older, as you live your, in your body with your experiences longer and observe them in non-judgmental ways... You can learn some of those rhythms, mm-hmm. but still it's like grief, you know, like with grief, I think grief is a good example because it's an emotion we do talk about because everybody experiences it and it's like everybody has, you know, family members that pass away and stuff like that. And with grief, you just, you can't know, am I going to be through this in a month or am I going to be through, am I still going to be really upset about this in 18 months? You know what I mean? And it's like. You can't know which one is going to happen. You can make some guesses, but, like, I think people get surprised by all sorts of emotions. But especially, I think a good cultural representation is, like, you know, if somebody has, like, a parent that passes away, some people move through it quickly. And some people, it takes them years. And neither's wrong. It's just what's happening to them. Yeah. And that's hard. I didn't respond because I didn't know where we were in the emotion. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I I feel like that sounds like an ending to the discussion, but it's like I don't... I do this in staff meeting all the time. I'm like, okay. And I start to move on, and then I get up, but wait. Oh. Oh, "Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've learned to pause. That's great. Yeah. Well, I have a a, a related thing. Okay. So I want to confess something to listeners and to you. Okay. I downloaded... An app. I admitted this in staff meeting. Did you? That tracks when people unfollow me on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And I love it. I just love <gasps> it. You love I it? I love being able to know. 
because then I'm like, mm, when I'm famous and you retry in front of me, mm-mm, you are getting kept out. I This is a big two, three thing, I think. I would be so sad every day or mad. Those are my two options. And I would, if I ran into a person, this is insane. Don't get me wrong. I know that this is insane. Okay. But if I ran into a person who I knew had unfollowed me, I would be the squirreliest human. I would like not speak to them. Like I would be like trying to avoid eye contact and not talking to them or talking too much to them. Who could know which one I was going to do? Well, and this is the larger topic I wanted to talk about is I do have a hard time when I'm unfriended or unfollowed. Uh But so one time I was talking to a millennial who's like, I don't know. I think millennials are different about it. And they're like. And you are a millennial. I, well, not barely. Okay. But anyways, they were saying, like, it's not a personal thing. It's just like. That's a personality thing. That's not a So I'm like, thing. okay, that was helpful for me to hear. Uh-huh. But this is what I do. I always go and look to see who they are also still following or unfriending. Okay. And that's when I make it personal. Because okay. then I'm like, that, for some reason, they chose to unfriend, unfollow me, but not this other person yeah. who, as far as I can tell, we exist very similarly yeah. in every social situation. Yeah. It's not like they're getting beers on Tuesday with this person. I wasn't. It's like they were at UBC for a year. We interacted with them just as much. Yeah. I was just as kind as that other person. Yeah. I'm less offensive on social media than they are. Do you mean like staff? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to see if they defriended Tove. Like, okay, okay. They don't because I think Tove is more likable than I am overall. But it just makes me so mad because then I'm like, what did I do to you? What did I do to you? Yeah. That you actively made this choice to push me out of your life. I would love to know and grow and learn from it. Yeah. I have one in particular I'll tell you when we're off the air that I just cannot get my mind around. I feel so judged, which is my own problem. Right. Sure. I think, um, yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying, though. Everything is personal to me. This is Me too. I think an Enneagram 2 thing. Okay, but I think it's personal in different ways, which is like there is no person. There's no one person. It feels like a rejection of me, no matter who they are still following, which is insane, which is why I cannot have an app like that. Mm. Because I, because when I don't know every day and I just notice that I'm, or, you know, if somehow I notice for whatever reason, then it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. But if I am aware of the moment it happens and I have time to think about it, that's when bad news stuff happens to me. And so it's like, I should just not know because if I, you know, if I just figure it out in a moment of whatever the internet scrolling on the internet, I can remind myself of all the things that are true, which is there are people I have unfollowed and it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with me. And the fact that following them and seeing the things they post makes me think that it's like this is a person a you know a totally normal person who does whatever things they do and they're just out there trying to live the best life that they can live and for whatever reason the content that they are posting on social media makes me it either makes me feel bad about myself or it makes me feel ugly things towards them yeah and it's like that's not good for anybody are you talking about unfollowing or unfriending on facebook because that's a little different um, than unf- I would say I'm mostly talking about like Instagram or Twitter. Because if you unfollow somebody on Instagram, that kind of relationship's over. That's the same as unfriending on Facebook. Right. And unfollow on Facebook, 
I always take as a charitable thing yeah. because it's like I value enough for you to perceive that I still am friends with you. Yeah. I just can't handle your content right now. Yeah. Which here's what happened. I started unfollowing people and I did notice my attitudes towards them improved. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's got to be a healthy thing. Yeah. Um, we are not privy to like the social media is such a new thing. But for most of history we just weren't privy to like so many of those inner workings of people or like the everyday actions of people that like um you know i find i think certainly politically there are people who and it's like maybe even people who i mostly agree with but in the nitty-gritty details they say things that i'm like that is so stupid and then i'm like i'll just unfollow them and then i can still think all the nice things about them or whatever so there again and maybe the fact that I'm fine with being unfollowed but not unfriended on Facebook is like the two, three difference. Maybe. Because I'm like, oh, you still care enough about me to give me the um, perception of being cared for. As a, I, I don't actually want the emotional baggage from you of being cared for by you. Right. But I just want you, the optics to be there. Again, this is an insane thing that I don't know if it's true of most of all Enneagram 2s, but it's like I, if I could choose, I would be literally every single person's favorite person in the world <laughs> carrie fisher told me once something similar that i've always stayed with okay that's good to know um that makes me feel not as insane i have similar i want to be adored by everybody in the world yeah but i don't want to be anybody's friend it's kind of like want, where i said in a sermon once i want to be invited to the party i don't actually want to go to the party it's like i want everyone i don't actually want to go to the party either but i want everyone to think of me as their number one best friend and like really feel that we have an emotional, a deep emotional connection. Hmm. And it took me a long time to figure out that like not everyone, because so sometimes people will say like when I was younger and so someone would be like, so-and-so is my best friend. And it was a person that was not me. I was like, that is rude that you're telling me that. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell me that I'm not your best friend. <laughs> it's so rude. And then now I'm like, oh no, it's not rude. It's just the truth. Carrie's actually really great because they're, she full on is like a person who will be like, if someone's like, are you friends with that person? And it's like a person she just knows from, you know, something random or whatever. She will be like, no, I'm not friends with that person. I yeah. know that person from work. Yeah, she works. She's diligent about her truthfulness. Yeah. Her integrity, I would say. Yeah. And it's a thing. Like, I remember the first time thinking like, oh, you told someone that you were not a friend to another human. And then I thought like, actually, there's something very freeing about that. I am um, the opposite of that. <laughs> Is a three. You like actually don't want to be friends. With I people, will let you, you think to... I'm friends with everyone. Yeah. If that's good. Yeah. Okay. You have one topic you wanted to bring up before we go to commercial. I do. Um, so there is there was a congressman from Kansas City, I believe. Okay. Uh, th- it was a man, right? I I saw a picture, but then I thought I saw somebody say she at some point. No, it's a yeah a guy congressman. Okay. okay. Um, Cleaver was Congressman Cleaver. He's from Kansas City, and he led the opening prayer. In the House of Representatives, and he closed his prayer with um, all men and all women. Mm-hmm. And there was has been a great uproar. And yeah. so I wanted to get your, I know how I feel, for the most part, and I wanted to get your take on the matter. Yeah. Um, well, my general you're probably not gonna like this my general response to the whole thing is this is stupid from start to finish no i agree i actually like the fact that he said a woman is stupid the fact that we are giving this the time of day is stupid the fact that this is in the news is stupid yeah um 
like I think there are plenty of valid places to raise the language and etymology of gender with regards to linguistic development. But this one for me is like, but that's not even, have you, do you remember the first, um, like this is immediately what I thought of. Do you remember the first Legally Blonde movie? Uh-huh. Where like they go to the party and the one girl's like saying, That's why I think we should change it from from semester to ovemester. Oh, yeah. Like instead of semen to ovary or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like like that's clearly a caricature of right. some pretty healthy feminist thoughts about language, right? Sure. Um and I think amen does not mean men. It never has. That right. like the linguistic development through history has never meant men. Yeah. So to substitute woman there is not it would like it would be taking a suffix from another word and popping in a completely unrelated suffix of something else to make a point. It just doesn't work. Sure. So I mean, I think it was a fail on attempt, and then after that, to give it light and to beat on it is just as dumb. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I think mostly um, I feel uh, bad for this man. I do think it's like I don't think he was trying to make a pun on like what the words actually mean. I think he was trying to make a pun on what the words sound like. Yeah. And I think that's reasonable. And but then he should have prayed in the name of the Mother, the Son, and the Holy Spirit or whatever. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. that's distinctively Christian. Yeah. Word, but well, also, it's like, I don't know that man. I shouldn't. But like that. my point being, that pronunciation is theologically tenable and debatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Sure. But I think it's also like... Um, okay, so let me say it a different way. Well, no, I interrupted. You finished. Okay. Um, I think it's like, so now there are all sorts of words that are accepted as words. Like the use of the word literally to mean not literally is now an accepted, like it is in the dictionary. As like... Literally connotes not literally now? It, well, it, I mean, you know, there's always... I no, thought it literally in its non-literal colloquial usage was like a strong analog. Like we literally froze to death. Right. Well, you didn't really freeze to death. Well, but so that now, that is in the dictionary. Y- y- okay. As so the, exe- the nuanced an... use of it is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, we do this all the time with language. Sure. And this could be the invention, the beginning of an invention of a word. I'll grant that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think he was, <laughs> I think mostly people have taken it too seriously. Like he was just up there trying to make a joke. And I. You think it was a joke? I didn't listen to it. I don't know what the t- tone was. I, I think it was a wink and a nod. All men and all women. Okay. And, I mean, there are people who say that, like, that, and that's the excuse that he's giving. The thing he's saying is that it was, like, he was taking a moment to, like, honor the presence of, like, the, I think it's the most amount of women in the, in the House of Representatives that have ever been there. But so I do think it was a wink and a nod. I mean, and that seems to be what he's saying. There are a lot of people who are like, no, he's trying to get himself out of hot water, which I think is a stupid conversation not worth having because how can we know? Because even if he was trying to be serious, well, now he's saying he was joking, and how can we know what he meant? Do you know what I mean? And um, I, But I think he was, yes, I think he was making a joke. Um, and also I think, and then, then there are people who are like, if he was making a joke, a prayer is an inappropriate time to make a joke. Which I think is a stupid thing to say. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I guess it probably actually did everything we'd expected to do culturally, like right. Conservatives mm-hmm. are talking about it. 
liberals or whatever liberal you know i mean it, it did it's in culture now we're talking so yeah here we are i guess we accomplished it but yeah i, I mean i I, w- I guess i assumed when i first heard it that what he wanted to do was honor women yeah. and force this discussion i thought mm, there's a more effective way to do that force this discussion yeah like in the popular culture like sorry force discussion no, make no, the no. discussion I happen what you're saying i don't i think even that is reading too much into it Huh. I think he was, but again, I don't know this guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't well, know and I haven't even him. listened to it. And so I think he, I think what he was trying to do, my read of the situation from like the short video of it I watched was like, I just think he was like, there are some women here, so I should do something to try to make them feel honored and comfortable. But you also, okay, uh, yes. Sure. He also had to know conservatives that, are going to lose their shit. Let me think about that. Yeah, maybe. It's such a stupid thing to lose your shit over. I know, but you just, you knew it was coming. I know, but it's like, you know, sometimes when somebody will say something so normal and you're like, oh my, like, um, and then people get mad about it. Do you know what I mean? Like when someone's like, okay, the tweet that I read to you guys in staff meeting several weeks ago at this point about the guy, it makes me laugh because it's so stupid and he's talking about how jesus is the ultimate capitalist and that if you if you don't love capitalism you hate jesus Mm -hmm. and it's like there are people out in the world who read that tweet and were like wow a good point yeah and it's like that's insane to me Mm -hmm. i can't find that anywhere yeah and i i think there's a chance that this man in his practice of christianity is just like views men and women in such an equal way that he was like, this is a silly thing I'm going to do. And not like, a, this is a whole conversation I'm going to start. I don't know him. Maybe I'm being extra charitable. Well, I'm sure there'll be more news on this. Uh, um, yeah, people won't stop talking about yeah. it. But anyhow. Um, well, we need to pause for our break, and listen to some commercials, and then come back with yeah. our 2020 in-review show. I'm very excited about this. Yeah, me too. Well, Taylor, guess what? What? I am here to promote the heck out of a restaurant. Yeah? We had ourselves a merry little Christmas party at UBC for our staff. We did. We and did. we catered ourselves some decamplies. Did we I say did. that right? Yeah, um, decamplies, yeah. What did you order us? Because I just copied whatever you ordered. Um, I think we got the veal marsala. Oh, my word, was that good. It was so good. It was really delicious. Wasn't it more complicated than that in pronunciation? Um, was it veal marsala? Anyways. but It might have been more complicated. The main point that. here is decamplies, authentic Italian, is maybe the best Italian you're going to get in Waco. It's really good. I mean, it's not as cheap as my friends over at uh, Barris, but their parking lot is better, and it is a little higher quality. (laughs) So It is a little fancier. I think it's a fancy occasion type thing. Oh, yeah, maybe a a time. You feel like you're sitting at somebody's grandmother's kitchen table. Yes. Decamplis is a a little bit more like, oh, I... We're celebrating an anniversary. It's yes. my birthday. Well, I can't afford the wine here. I'm that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so if you want to have a riveting time, call up uh, DeCampley's at 254-300-5978. You can email them at decampleys at decampleys.com or drive on, drive on out to 6500 Woodway Drive Street, Suite 121, right next to the Nightlight Donuts, another one of our sponsors. Yes. Also, really quick, I ordered us the salt and boca. Salt and boca. That's it. Get yourself some salt and boca. It was delicious. Well, Taylor... Yeah. 
We're through Christmas card season. We are. But boy, do I have a recommendation for you if you want to get yourself photographed. Yeah. You need to get yourself serviced by Shelly Taylor Photography. Woohoo! Yeah. Oh my word. For the highest quality, um, state of the art, mm-hmm. non filtered photos yeah. that are going to make you feel like a billion bucks. Beautiful. Reach out to. Shelly Taylor. Yeah. And what does Shelly do? She does engagement. She does wedding. She does family. She does seniors. She does investments. She does inquiries. All that. Oh. I'm just reading the tabs. I don't know how she would photograph an inquiry, but I'm sure she could if you wanted her to. Can I tell you a fun story? Yeah. Shelly Taylor, I met for the first time at my friend Danny Miller and Brad Holmes' wedding. She oh, yeah. She photographed their wedding. And you did that wedding. And I performed the homily and Heather... Mooney. Mooney performed the ceremony. Yep. And... Shelly has told me before that, that that she was like, those seem like cool people. Maybe I'll go check out that church. And Boom. You, now, that was evangelism you were doing. It was before I even worked at UBC. I love that you did that. And then they've been like such faithful members. Such great people. For the past several years. They're so great. Well, and can I, here's here's the best sell I can do on Shelly. Um, I was in a group with her where we did the hardest way and we talked a lot about our art. And mm-hmm. here's what I love about Shelly. Most photographers I know do this sort of photography so that they can do their other higher art, yeah, right? This is how they make sure. money. Shelly does this because she loves it, yeah. including weddings. She's yeah. not exhausted by them. She's invigorated by them. Yes. She loves it. I love that so much. So if you're looking to have any of those kinds of photos taken, make sure you call up Shelly at 254-405-3178, or you can email her at shellytaylor76 at gmail.com for the best photographic experience you're going to have in your life. You're Thanks right. to our sponsors. Woohoo! And we're back, Taylor. We're back. To talk about 2020, a, a the year, year from hell. <laughs> it actually probably didn't go as bad for me as I think it did for a lot of people. Well, I know. That's really the thing. Is like it, The thing is, it was horrible. It was horrible. And also, I know that like I had it pretty easy. Yeah, I had it relatively easy. You know, um, I'm going to say this so that when people see the title, they can make sense of it. One of my favorite New Year's Eve's parties was my freshman year. Lindsay and I were broken up. I had nothing to do. I drove over to Minneapolis to be with my roommate and his friends. Okay. And um, we just kind of watched the VH1 countdown stuff all night. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was so great to just remember the year. And ever since then, I have loved countdown shows that help me remember what happened. So that's what we're going to do today. I will say um, New Year's Eve, I have many a memory of my mom and dad hosting New Year's Eve parties. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... Then we also spent a lot of New Year's Eve with my mom's groups, group of college friends and their kids. And then when I was like a junior in high school, I started hosting pretty big New Year's Eve parties for my friends. And so, and we did that all the way through almost until I came to seminary. And so from my, like from when I was like 16 until I was like 23 or 24. And I have some really fun memories from New Year's Eve and like, just spending it, you know, in college, you don't always get to see your high school friends a ton, but that mm-hmm. was like always a night that we made sure to spend yes. together. And yes. so it just was really great. And really I do fun. love New Year's Eve. It's yeah. a magical night. It is. It yeah. really is. And I think it maybe felt a little larger this year because, I mean, we're under no um, illusions that 2021 is going to magically be better. Right. But it does kind of feel uh, therapeutic ceremonial to have been able to say in some definitive way that 2020 was behind us yes and i think it's like at least in 2021 we know that it might suck 
Do you and know, like, we sort of prepared, but yes. we were so shell-shocked, I think, in 2020. And just the scale that the world changed so fast yeah. was just... A lot. It was trauma-inducing. Yeah, truly. But um, we have reason to hope in 2021. So we, we will tentatively inch forward into what the world has for us, even as we speak. Yeah. This virus is wreaking havoc on so many people. Yeah. Well, um, here's what we're going to do. This okay. is how we're going to kick this off. Okay. I um, have come up with a list of things I think were noteworthy from okay. across culture. Okay. And I'm going to try and sing this like um, the Billy Joel song we did start the fire. <laughs> just to just to get it out there. It's going to be really bad, but at least we have it. Okay. Well, it'll be a start, though. Which yeah. is, you got to have a start. Aussie fires, Greta Thunberg, Trump impeachment, Iran commander killed, Boris Johnson Brexit, Harry Meghan left the royal family, COVID, Oscar won parasite, Hunter Biden scandal, Tom Hanks, virus panic buying, stock market plunge, Beirut blast, George Floyd, Ahmad Arbery, Brianna Taylor, statue removals, Trump Bible picture, uh, Zoom, Tiger King, Tulsa rally, TikTok, Kamala Harris, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Trump gets virus, uh, Coney Barrett confirmation. Yeah. Debates, uh, first one, Chris Wallace sucked, mail-in ballots, election, president hasn't conceal, conceded, four seasons, total landscaping, oh vaccine, shits Creek, that was it. Oh, that was it? That was my summary. Oh. Oh, yeah. but you came up with that? Well, I cheated. I told you what I did is I watched that Dumpster Fire 2020 Netflix oh. special, which yeah. helped me outline the year. Yeah. So, obviously... The two banner headlines, in my opinion, for the year of 2020, were George Floyd, who yeah. I think is a symbol of everything, right, Ahmaud sure. Arbery, Brianna Taylor, racism, um, yeah. a kind of collective consciousness that emerged in our culture yeah. and is is emerging. Yeah, and so, then obviously COVID. Right, I do. I do think. Uh, yeah, certainly. If we're talking 2020 in America, those are the two big things. And then maybe the election gets like a one and a half, you know? Yeah, but even the election, yes, the election. And it, it, I mean, the election in that Donald Trump will forever be remembered as a president. Yes. I mean, he will be one of the yeah. ones. 45. Right? And so I think the fact that his either re-election or his loss was going to be a headline. Either way. Right. I agree. And so, um, that, so but even being enshrouded in the coronavirus, um, that was a big ticket item. Yeah. So that was, our, yes, definitely the third. Um, it's funny because everything that happened before Corona started in March mm-hmm. almost seems more than a year ago to me. And not just because it was the longest ago, but it's just like that the way the world moved was different. Like the one that really stuck out to me was the Beirut blast. Do you remember that? Where that fertilizer plant in Beirut exploded and sent that shockwave through the city? Yeah. Wait, is that, where is Beirut? Lebanon. Lebanon? Yeah. That happened before? No, that was like, I think, in the first three months. Before coronavirus is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that happened before coronavirus? I think, yeah. For some reason, I thought that happened in like May. Maybe that did happen that late. And, yeah. But also, do you know that it's like they have not... I don't know that it's confirmed that it was a fertilizer plant. Well, I don't know either. I've heard the government has like not confirmed oh. anything to the public. Well, that only happens in places like Beirut, not America. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, well, then let me backtrap. I, I just The one that stands out to me is Kobe Bryant. Well, yeah. I mean, I was going to save him for sports, but yes. Yes. Can that, you, like, that he died in the last year? Well, that was, it was the UBC 25th party. It was, <gasps> I was standing outside in the loading dock talking to Catherine Ballas and somebody told me Kobe the Bryant, Kobe she Ryan told me Kobe Ryan. Bryant just died. That's so crazy. And then that a, party also feels like, uh, well, it was like a year three ago. years ago. Yeah. 
almost a year ago now, or at least we're in the right month for it to be a year ago. The Australian fires, I remember that being a hot topic at the Oscars. Yeah, the koalas. Yes. Greta Thunberg, she emerged this year. That seems like more (gasps) than a year ago. That was just this year or last year? Yeah. That doesn't seem true. The, The remnants of the Trump impeachment. Yeah happened in january well the impeachment itself happened in 2020 right well the trial had started i think back in november because i remember Lindsay's okay. parents were here when it and we were watching it on tv off. yeah um the other one that i think this was january 3rd so it was technically over a year now but the do you remember when we bombed iran and killed our commander honestly i do not <laughs> i just was very nervous that like oh this this is a it's beginning of world war three kind of event <sighs> that happened this year Boris Johnson took office this year, I guess 2020. He d- took office in 2020. I think I think that's what the program said. I thought he, I thought he took office in. Let's Google this while you're talking. 2016. Because well, um, that would be really embarrassing if I said. Then I I did when I heard that thought. Wow, I thought he'd been around longer than that. Maybe he was reelected. Yeah, maybe. Because I remember, but maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was a different... Brexit, though, for yeah. sure happened this year. Which yeah, is... well, this says he assumed office. Mayor of London is 16. Parliament before that. It says... Yeah, July, leader... well, July 24th, 2019. But then when did he take office? Because I think that was the thing. It's kind of like the U.S. Uh, well, assumed, assumed, office. assumed office. Well, that shows stupid then for lying to me. <laughs> I think I was thinking of Theresa May, um, because I remember. Well, I don't. I don't. I guess I don't quite remember anything. Well, Brexit it, though was in. There. It has made this year seem insane. Yeah. Like I cannot. Truly, it's like I am embarrassed. I can't remember so many things, and also I do feel like it's part of the trauma my brain is experiencing. That like I just can't. I just remember vague things and like it seems like time was moving so slow and then so fast and yeah. then it was crazy. Well, another news, Harry and Meghan left the royal family this year. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, the first, and I'm going to get the nationality wrong, which is embarrassing, COVID, or not COVID, Parasite, the movie, yeah. was of which country in origin? Um, I haven't seen Parasite, so I will say this is what? a guest. I know, I know, I know. But, um, well, but it's like I didn't see it before the pandemic. And then once the pandemic started, I didn't want to watch well, it wasn't scary, anymore. sad things. Um, I also, because there's another movie I really wanted to see that I haven't seen. South Korean. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Korean. So it was the, I think, first, like, entire South Korean cast, Korean, Korean yeah. cast to win. Um, so that happened this year. There is apparently another really good movie coming out this year, um, an, a Korean movie, and they have put it in the like international film uh, uh, category. Okay. As opposed to the like just best film category, hmm. and many people are speculating that it's because the Academy doesn't want an international film to win two years in a row. Hmm. So there's that. I believe the Academy is political like that. I agree. Well, um, Tom Hanks got the virus and kind of was the first penguin off the ice for us. Do you remember? And then also it's like him and Rita now they don't have American citizenship. They're not Americans anymore? No. We lost Tom Hanks? Yeah, they changed their citizenship, I think. To what? I I don't remember. I think Greek, but I could be making it. They're Greek now? Well, I could be wrong because... Oh, darn it. Well, at least he's not British. 
Okay, that would be more offensive. Well, I just feel like all the things I love are British, like all the good actors. Really? So if they stole like our best one, I was going to be upset. Okay. I mean, just look at the Harry Potter cast. They're all British. That's true, but <laughs> that's because they filmed them in Great Britain. Well, that was one of her requests, too, is that the film be... Smart request? Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever from all. Um, the stock market plunged to 17000 and then it's hit record sales again. So we recovered. I know. My mom was telling me that they sold all my grandpa's Apple stock because he bought it at like $20 or something like that. Oh, my that. gosh. Yeah, he bought it very early, and then... I, I wish just, I bought it. I thought, like, couldn't that still get bigger? But our guy seemed to say, like, yeah, maybe, but this is really, you should do this. And we were like, okay. Um, we had another cultural debate this year of whether or not it's offensive to have racist symbols up as monuments. So we, that did. One, we did. That, that has happened multiple times previously. Right. Another round of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I do feel like this time more things came down. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I maybe maybe one of the more significant ones, just because of the cultural power it has mm-hmm. and the crowd it keeps, is that the, the Washington football team dropped yeah. their former name of Redskins. Yeah. I think that was significant. I agree. And there's a school in my town that was named after Robert E. Lee. And it's oh, yeah. not anymore. We talked about that with Kelly a little bit mm-hmm. back yeah, in the episode. We did. Um, you had Zoom, which we have joked about. We wish we would have bought stock in that back oh, in yeah. January. That's absolutely what I would have told myself in like, yeah, January or February is buy stock in Zoom. And he, you know, I, I think we've talked about this previously, but I read an article about him. Mm-hmm. And he just seems like it's so crazy because he didn't do anything to like creepy or bad to like become such a success overnight. Do you the know Zoom I mean? guy? Yeah. Like, you think, you hear about, like, Jeff Bezos and the way he treats his employees, and, like, I saw a tweet the other day that said he could give literally, and I do mean that in the original meaning of the word, literally every Amazon employee $105,000, and he would have exactly as much money as he had before the pandemic started. That's insane. Mm Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, I think I hadn't researched this, but him and Elon Musk had to have record-setting income years. I'm, 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 I'm sure oh, of it. Oh, they had to have. Um, they both like jumped almost like $100 billion or something insane. Yeah. And the thing about it is money's not real. And That's true. And so there's not money to give to everyone, but there should be. Well, that not real thing could change my life a lot, though. Yeah. Let's keep that in mind. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Agreed. Um, my brother works for Amazon. I wish Jeff Bezos would give him $105,000. Your brother works for Amazon? Yeah. What's he do? He delivers packages. Oh, I bet he's good at that. Uh, yes. Jacob is really good at all sorts of things that involve being kind and conscientious. Yeah. And also not too much interaction with people. Yeah, that's a good wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that wheelhouse maybe. Yeah. Okay, here's when we were at our uh, New Year's Eve party, and we're saying, one of the questions was, what's the thing you're most embarrassed that you binged this year? Okay. Number one answer was Tiger King. Yeah. That happened this year. At the time, it seemed good. And then now I think back on it. As soon as it was over, I'm like, oh, that was voyeurism. But (laughs) it was wildly entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like even by the end of the show, you were like, I am embarrassed I watched this. Yeah. Here's a highlight. Okay. The Tulsa rally. That happened this year. Yeah. Which goes hand in hand with TikTok, which changed, I think, Gen Z. How? Oh, yes, yes. Because they had reserved all those seats but not gone. Right. 
It does because they had organized that on TikTok. That happened this year. That did happen this year. We, uh, two two giant moments for feminism. Okay. One, um, the senator of California, Kamala Harris, yeah. is now the first woman vice president elect, which is so Very exciting. Very exciting. Very, Very exciting. exciting. I think. And then. Um, uh, the opposite. We have joy on the one hand. Sorrow would be that we lost just a Titan and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. A real bummer. Um, on the heels of that, Amy Barrett was confirmed. So sure. don't know how you feel about that. But if you're I'm, looking for a silver lining, she's a woman. Okay. I was going to say, you probably do know how I feel about Yes, that. I do. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to be mindful that some Tell listeners people. might be conservative. Yeah, of course. Um, and then um, there was that debate with Chris Wallace, which was just something special. A mess. Yeah. They invented the mute button after that, which I think should have been a thing back in the 2016 primaries. How I said that. It not that he, that like people could just talk when it wasn't their turn to talk. Yeah. It does feel strange. Like, why couldn't we, like being able to turn off a mic yeah. has always been a thing since mics were invented. Um. 2020 will be a year in which we remember that the um, post office came under scrutiny for the mail-in ballots discussion. Yeah. We had an election, which we mentioned. Uh, we have a president who hasn't conceded. Yeah. Um, we had a national announcement at a landscaping company. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I saw someone, yeah, someone the other day said, now that all of the moments of 2020 have officially expired, I would like to say Four Seasons Landscaping was the funniest thing that happened this year. And... We can all be positive of that. It would be interesting to see um, what has become of that now. Like if they're booming or if they've got T-shirts or if they've gone in a whole new direction now because of the publicity. They do have T-shirts. I oh. looked it up like the week, the next week. They were not cute, so I did not purchase one. Yeah. Um, but they do have T-shirts. And I do wonder, yeah, what has life been like for Four Seasons Landscape? Maybe we can get an interview one of them. We, we need to look into that. That would be amazing. Okay, then um, this vaccine is on the heels. It is. Yeah. And the other big thing I wrote down, but we can save it for TV, is Shit's Creek. Yeah, of course. So, okay. So there's that. Um, in sports, guess what happened this year? What? The Lakers won it all. They did. The Dodgers won it all. They did. Seattle Storm won it all. Oh, they did. The WNBA, that's yeah. um, Brianna Stewart. What's her name? Mm-hmm. Just dominant, yeah. dominant athlete. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning won the NHL Stanley Cup. And before the pandemic started, the, the Kansas City Chiefs won their Super Bowl. Um, that feels like Here's a, a question for you. Okay. Um, of, so the Chiefs, we said legit. Do you think if you're an athlete, you feel like you have a trophy with an asterisk? And I don't mean that in a mean way. It's just like, this is an odd year. Does it mean a little less to you internally? If you're honest with yourself? I think if you're an athlete, no. Okay. I think if you're a... Well, I think it depends. The bubble sort of seems like... Yeah, not everybody even got to go there. Like, they didn't finish the season. Do you know what I mean? They just sort of... Right. Took in who was in the top positions. Uh Uh-huh. Although, I guess it probably wouldn't have changed much, but how can you know? I mean, they were close to the playoffs. Right. Um, I don't think you could be super upset if you're in the ninth spot. Yeah, but I think some of this, like, actually, I think, so certainly not, like, the, certainly not Kansas City, but, like, if you win this next, or certainly, like, college football stuff, Mm -hmm. I think you got to put an asterisk next to it, and also, like, the NFL, like, people were just in and out. You didn't get a good sense of who 
could do what. And I, it'll be interesting to see if the NBA is the same way, although potentially the second half of the season, yeah, maybe they'll have more consistency with players if people can get the vaccine. That'll be interesting to see where professional athletes fall in the in the stream yeah. of who gets the COVID vaccine. Yeah, I wonder if they'll have a, like a professional choice in some right. cases. Yeah. Um, well, then moving beyond that to just sports in general, the, these things happened in my mind of increasing importance as I name them. Okay. Okay. The men's and women's basketball tournaments were canceled, yeah. and that's sort of a cheap shot because all the college tournaments were canceled that were spring. Yeah, all spring sports were canceled. and summer I think too. I think so as well. Yeah, so, baseball, softball. But basketball was one we were right on the verge of, so that's why I mentioned that. Um, I think one of on the, the really right on the ver- like they were yeah. about to start. Well, the it shut down the week of the conference tournaments. Some conference tournaments were played, some weren't. Tof had already scheduled his days off. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, saw nothing. Um, <laughs> okay, next one. It kind of is. I mean, we were just COVID swept everything, but I think for me it was a sore spot as we lost the Olympics. I yeah. love the Summer Olympics. I love the Summer Olympics. And I feel worse for those athletes than I do for professional athletes. One, yeah. they're not paid. And two, yeah. it might be the one window for a lot of them. Yeah. That is it. Like, because they're four years. Then yeah. It's like... A lot of those sports, you can't come back four years and be at the same level. Right. Your body won't permit it. Unless you're Michael Phelps or some well, freak like that. Yeah. Or Simone Biles or Why some Why do you other... seem so mad about Michael Phelps? Oh, I was. And I was just trying to think through. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. My tone did not reflect my sympathy. Um... And then, of course, we already said, but the biggest sports story, I think one that will loom larger than any championships is the death of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And not just because we're NBAers, but, I mean, he was a cultural icon. Yeah. Yeah. Black Mamba and all that. And he died too early. Yeah. And his daughter died. And, uh, yeah. And uh, 10 other people died. That's crazy. So there was that. Yeah. That was really, I think because of... Because of his daughter. I mean, it would have been sad either way, but it, because of his daughter makes it especially yeah, tragic. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. I mean, I almost, as a parent, feel worse about her dying yeah. than I do. Like, I'm sure if his wife, if somebody, this is terrible, but said you can have one of them back, just the way parents are, yeah. she would pick her daughter. She had her yeah. life left to live. And I think yeah. Kobe would pick his daughter. Yeah. So let's say that. Certainly, yeah. So um, that's just hard. Yeah. But um, that also just grateful that we got to have... 41 years with him, and he made a splash in the Academy or the Oscars and in the, certainly in the basketball court and yeah. in life and culture. I gave my brother a Kobe book for Christmas, even though. Oh, cool. I mean, it's not like Kobe is his. Yeah, number. but again, yeah, you don't have to be a Lakers or a basketball fan to be interested in him. Right. Well, Jacob is a basketball fan for sure. Okay. Now I would like to transition to 2020 deaths. Okay. And I know there's a little bit more of it, but I, a, it, I just, it's a blur to me. Like, here's something. Okay. Do you know we are now entering the second decade since Michael Jackson has died? So it's been a whole decade plus now we're entering the second one. He died in 2009. That doesn't seem true. I know. Isn't that insane? Yeah. These people don't. Okay, so, so you just mean like... Um, it we has had not... one full decade that he's dead. Mm-hmm. Now we're entering the second decade when he's not been alive. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, and I forget, like, there's one name I'm going to tell you. I didn't even know this person died until I was researching it this year. So embarrassed. Okay. Okay. So here they are. Okay. Sean Connery. Yeah. And okay. here's, let me say this. Here's what I don't like about this. Every death matters. Sure. Every death matters infinity to somebody. Right. And so to pick out these as the important feels a little bit. Sure. But this is what we're doing. Okay. Sean Connery, one, the big one for me this year, you, you we did an episode with RBG. Mine was Alex Trebek. 
Ugh. Just an icon in my yes. house. Yes. RBG. Uh, mm-hmm. These are two lesser-known. Lou Brock and Bob Gibson were two St. Louis Cardinals that were really good. But there was actually a lot of, like, famous baseball players that died this year. Yeah. Like, older. So it was, like, their time. But yeah, um, that happened. Um, Kobe, we mentioned. Gail Sayers. If you saw Brian's song, he was the running back alongside him. Yeah. Um, died this year. Kelly Preston, uh, the wife of John Travolta. Oh, right. Um, she, you know, she was in Jerry Maguire, uh-huh. a lot of other films. Mm-hmm. Um, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that was such a bummer. Well, and we didn't know he was sick. I didn't know he was I sick. I know. No, he didn't share it with the public. That blew my mind. I know. It was so shocking and so sad. Um, next one is a selfish one. This person is lesser known, but big deal in my life. Uh, I, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Ennio Maricone. He's a composer who did the Mission soundtrack, which is my favorite soundtrack of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Rogers and Charlie Daniels both died. I put them in one category. That is so sad. Um, Carl Reiner was 99, so we're going to say life well lived. Maybe 98. He mm-hmm. was the guy people don't know who I knew best from the Ocean's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's the last one. This is a person I didn't literally realize he had died until I was looking at the list. I will say I went back. He died on my anniversary, which is the day after my birthday. I was on vacation. Okay. So I was paying less attention to the media. Still, you know. But Regis Philbin died. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a cultural presence. Do you know what I mean? He was? I think, yeah. yeah. kind of like your Dick Clark, your... Um, uh-huh. Who's the guy who does it? Ryan Seacrest. Like, yeah. Kind of has his hands and everything. Yeah. But, like, not, like, one big thing. Yeah. But then you find out later that it's, like, he did have his hand, like... Behind the scenes yep. was involved in a lot of stuff or whatever. And you just still never forget that voice because of who wants to be a millionaire. For me, I think. Yeah. Is that's the thing. Who that wants really to be a millionaire? <laughs> yeah. He was great. Um, okay. Well, um, I, I now do want to talk about films. Okay. And what a wild year for films because what you look, if you look at the box office, is that the ones that eked out between January and March outpaced everything. Um, so, you know what the number one film of this year was? Of course. Um, <laughs> in terms of dollars. Um, You'll never get it. Even enough. though that's not a great time for films, I don't feel. No. Um, what was the number one? Bad Boys for Life. Sure. Of course. <laughs> that was my guess. 1917 was two. Sonic the Hedgehog came in third. Jumanji, the next level fourth. Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. I think what happened there is it was released in December, so it's big money was at the end of last year, oh, and so that was like the tail end of its January earnings there. I completely forgot that. Me and Kathleen watched all the Star Wars movies at the end of 2019 to yeah. prepare ourselves. Birds of Prey at six, Doolittle and seven. I think that was with Bob Downey Jr. That one. Is that the newer one? No, it was with um Hugh Hugh Jackman. I think. Oh okay, yeah. Here, Little Women. That That's was also, also the same that came out in December. Yeah, um, I still want to see that. Oh my gosh, Invisible it's the Man, best movie. It Call is of the, the Wild. Movie. So um, here's one like Onward did come out this year. It was in the 11th spot. But I it was, saw Onward. I did too. I saw it on, on a drive-in movie. I saw it on Disney+. Plus. Oh. Uh, interesting, the, the ways that some of these made money. Like um, one, probably the one movie that I didn't get to see this year that was in theaters mm-hmm. that I wanted to see was Tenet. It's the Christopher right. Nolan film. That yeah. was 14th. Um Frozen 2 came out this... Behind Onward? That's uh, really funny. Yeah. 
Well, like Onward, though, poor thing, it like set records for the lowest grossing number one four weeks in a row because it like right as the pandemic hit. Yeah. So people just weren't going to theaters. It was I number one for like $40,000 a week. So bad. Yeah. Um, Frozen 2 still made some money in the, this year, even though it came out in November last year. Wow. Or two years ago now. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of your year in movies. And the global box office, apparently China didn't quarantine because their films were made for $500 million, their top ten. Well, they did have um, a season where they were able to Do whatever. leave quarantine, I think. So. I wonder how what that was went your, If you had to name a favorite movie of the year, what would you say? Well, I suspect it's Tenet, um, but... But you haven't watched it. I mean, if I'm honest, well, I guess Soul came out this year. Yeah. I guess, Par- no, Parasite, did it come out? October yeah. no October 11th that was way before that oh yeah that's true um I don't know I don't know hmm. Knives Out that we saw that together oh, my that gosh. was Knives Out was so good that was a 2019 movie though I'm trying to find oh, we true. saw it in the fall yeah I don't think I I really saw movies I really don't yeah. I, I didn't see if they weren't on TV yeah if they weren't on like Netflix or something yeah so there's that. Yeah. Okay, I asked you to do music. What did we learn this year? Yeah. What did we learn about music? Yeah. Um. Well, I think we learned a few things about music. Uh, number one, of obvious importance to me, is we learned even more deeply of the... Uh, impressive talent of our girl Taylor Swift. I figured she would be number one. Yeah. Well, she's certainly not number one. Um, well, I think like it's like the number one story of music this year. Because didn't she do two albums during she COVID? Did, she did two uh, albums during COVID. What did I do? She I won did. Dundee. <laughs> I got Dundee for... She did... Um, uh, she did an album called Folklore that she released this summer and an album called... Um, oh my gosh, I almost said Endgame, and that is not the name of any Taylor Swift album. Um, Evermore. She did an album called Evermore. She did. And they were very different than her other albums. They were way more singer songwriting. They weren't as like pop culture, music-y. Um, this is so interesting. I looked up several in preparation. I looked up several like best of 2020 lists. And then I also looked up the like top grossing album sales lists, mm-hmm. and they are mostly very different. Okay. Um, but Taylor Swift was the number one top grossing album of the year. Although I think this year revealed more than just her ability to make money, but also her ability to songwrite, which I have long held as a gift of her, a very important gift of hers. Um, we also, okay, I don't. Did we receive this? album this year no so these are not always um it's like the movies you know they're not always um uh congruent with the year but the second top grossing album is uh harry styles don't even know who that is are you being serious? i mean i've heard the name but i couldn't tell he you one was thing in one direction i guess your girls are like too young yeah. He was in One Direction, which is like a boy band. Well, um, that would be another reason I never heard of him. That might be my least favorite genre of music. Well, he so he released a solo album. Okay. I'm sure you heard. The one that was everywhere was a song called Watermelon Sugar. 
And it's like, watermelon sugar high. Watermelon sugar high. I'm already uh, not a fan. That's insane. Also, for the record, you are a fan. But the album was released in 2019, which is funny that it is number two on this list of like top money-making albums in 2020. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I Are you going to be smart Harry Styles? Because Emily Clark really loves him, so you should be careful. Oh, I love Harry Styles if Emily likes him. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. Nice recovery, huh? Yeah. No, I signed up for um, that music thing now. What is it um, called? Spotify. So I'm going to next year be able to do 2020 year in review thing. Yeah, 2020. And people are going to be so floored when they see my very narrow music choices. Yeah, it will just be like Gregorian chants. And like movie soundtracks and classical music. Yeah. I wonder if people know that about you. That those are what I listen to? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not like a... I, those aren't like points of pride in our culture, so I don't advertise that very loudly. Right. Points of pride. Well, it's like, you know, like some things we're into, we wear as badges of honor. Like, oh, I'm a whatever fan. Yeah. Like when I get a bunch of monks on a t-shirt, you know. Yeah. Um, Like a composer sitting behind a desk. Yes. Um, So you don't tell people you listen to those things because they're not cool? Well, not out of shame. It's just like they're not going to be conversation pieces. They don't come up. Nobody else is like, oh, yeah, I love that note that John Williams puts at the end of that song where it just crescendos. Oh, man, it's Nirvana. You know, it's... (laughs) It's not like, like the Taylor Swift song, like um, where everybody's just going to start singing. Shake well, it up. And everybody like is going to be talking about Taylor Swift. Either they're going to be saying, yeah. like, what a joker, and I hate her, or like, wow, what an amazing person, or whatever. Yeah. Taylor Swift, very divisive. Yeah. She evokes that. Um, You know, I think we saw also in 2020, we saw the return of the Chicks. Uh, oh, that's the, the formerly the Dixie Chicks. Formerly the Dixie Chicks um, with Gaslighter. And I actually found, uh, I loved the album for the record, but I thought it it um, faded in just into obscurity a little faster than I thought it would because I thought people were very excited. But that could have been my own excitement about the Chicks. Maybe that was like me and Soul. I'm like, this is going to be a cultural moment. And yeah. then it's like, well, maybe you had it as a cultural moment. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Um, there were also some... I would say this is a really good year for pop music. Um, there's a lot of Justin Bieber music that came out. He did a song with Chance the Rapper. <clears throat> um, and it's really interesting. A lot of these, the Frozen 2 soundtrack was the sixth most grossing soundtrack. Okay. Even though it probably came out in 2019. Um, the, Billie, the Billie Eilish album. Oh. But it came out. Yeah? Well, I think Billie I do Eilish think she's... Uh, that's a good question. No, but uh, the things I know of hers, I think, are clever. You think she's cool? I would not call her cool. I no. would say she, her music is clever. Clever? I mean, she gives me, like, the I'm trying really hard teenager vibe. Oh, um, I actually think she gives me less of the I'm trying really hard, but she does give me, I mean, she is like 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been watching for the past several years. I think it's Vanity Fair has done this, um, interview with her and they ask her the same and the same questions every year. And they have since she was like 14 or 15, maybe 15. And so... 
it's kind of crazy because at one point they're like, how many followers do you have? And she's like, when she's 15, she's like, 76,000, isn't that crazy? And then the next year it's like 287. And then the next year it's like 3 million or something like that. And so, and they also are like, who's the most famous person in your phone? And every year it's just like somebody way more famous and way more famous and way more famous. Hmm. And it's really interesting to watch because I do think an experience is an experience like that ages somebody, you know, um, even if they're not actually, you know, they're still aging at a normal rate or whatever. I also like she has an interview she has done with Rain Wilson because apparently she's a really big author. on his podcast. No, on it's just on YouTube. I don't know what okay. it's for, but it's very interesting. And she's like clearly very starstruck. Which I think is funny. oh, that's fun to that, that I could get into. Yeah, because she really likes Dwight. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, I like Billy. That was a that's a lot of good touch points for music. You think so? Yeah. There was also a lot of good rap music made this year, I think, and but a lot of pop pop music made this year. Well, and that's part of the reason I didn't want to touch it because I just know there's so many kinds of music I wouldn't even yeah. know to begin that I'm sure were awesome. Yeah. And I just am an idiot and couldn't begin to process. So I think overall, good year for music. I'm things I'm excited about, things I want. But when I say excited about, I mean like I have no clue who's making albums, but I want another Casey Musgraves album, like very, very desperately. Um, there's rumors that this Taylor Swift thing is actually like a. There's one more album to come, and I want to believe in that very desperately. This year? I mean, we're in a new year now. Well, in 2021, but yeah. Wow. But it's like... Um, it's a trio. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of the merch... This is so silly. Swifties are, like, insane. The things that they can know from just, like, look... Like, people spend their whole day just, like, looking at her Instagram, looking mm. at her stuff. But there's a lot of merch that was sold... In, in like a three color color palette and so they're saying that like it's yet to come that there's a third yeah huh. um you know who's a big taylor swift fan that we know who brother tove yeah he yeah. loves taylor swift he does love taylor swift always has which i appreciate yeah because i think taylor swift whether or not someone likes taylor swift tells me a lot of things about them or how they feel about Taylor Swift, rather. Which is not to say that any of those things are good or bad, just observational. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, uh, do you have more music you want to add, or do you want to leave it there? I mean, there's a lot of music released this year, but... Um, oh my gosh, I do think we have to talk about Megan Thee Stallion for just a second. Don't even know who that is. Well, it's the WAP song. Oh, I know what WAP stands for now. Okay, you learned? Did you yeah. look it up? Or? I don't remember what finally forced me to Google, but be careful on the Googles even. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like that song was a phenomenon. Yeah. Because people were, which I, you know, I suppose is different from it being phenomenal or whatever. Yeah. But it definitely uh, evoked feelings in people. Can I tell you something funny? Yeah. I saw course. a TikTok uh-huh. that Kareem sent me, and it was a guy, you know, I just like, it's like music over with words on the screen. Uh-huh. Like kind of giving emotional commentary to his face. Right, yeah. You've seen this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So it was like I sent an email to my pastor telling him that WAP stood for worship or prayer. Pastor sends an email to the congregation saying we need more WAP this Sunday. 
Is that a nightmare? Can you I, imagine? Well, I don't think it's true. I think okay. most TikTok videos are staged. Are false. It was okay. still funny and what it, but I've laughed. Um, also, I think we should mention TikTok. Because it is so music heavy mm-hmm. that there are a lot of songs that I think became like re-entered because of the TikTok. popular yeah like um what's what's the word I'm looking for? popular Rankings. imagination yeah and then also just were like part of people thinking about things because of TikTok yes that is true which I think is really insane that level of influence you know. TikTok, we, I mean, we talked a little bit about what it did politically. It, it's a cultural force for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, which somebody pointed out to me, and this makes sense, that it's really just, remember Vines? Of course, yes. Vines were amazing. I was so mad when the app It's just Vines. Longer, but yeah. Because yeah. Vines were only six seconds. Well, Taylor, the last thing I wanted to do was just give a nod to TV. Okay. Because I think TV had a big year. I agree. Because the amount of good TV that we yeah. can access is insane. So I, I created a bracket of shows I had watched in quarantine, like in March, mm-hmm. so, or in May. So this is just in May. Tiger King, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. I, it didn't come out this year, but I watched Waco, the miniseries this year. Okay. Um, the Taylor Kitsch one? Yeah. Okay. It was great. Bless This Mess, a little show, Dak Shepard and Lake Belda that didn't get renewed was great. <gasps> it didn't? Se- season two, yeah. Oh. Uh, Mrs. America. Yeah. That's in my top five for the year. So good. Uh, Devs, a show that mm-hmm. was done. I think about that show a lot. Um, Little Fires Everywhere season two was great. No, season one, I think. Uh, season two came out this year, or last year, whenever. I saw it recently. Um, Ozark season three. It's like, there's only been one series of Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Little Fire. I was thinking of Lies. That Reese Witherspoon also did. Oh, Big Little Lies. Yeah, that's season two. Yeah. No, I did mean Little Fires Everywhere, though. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, really good. Ozark season three was phenomenal. Uh-huh. Westworld season three I did not like. Uh, yeah, I'm not digging. The The further we get into Westworld, the less interested I find myself. Obviously, the Emmys would tell us, the Emmys, is it, that uh-huh. this year was owned by Schitt's Creek season yeah. six? Yeah. Um. Trying to think what else. I think uh, Queen's Gamut made a big splash. Yeah. I think The Crown season five is making a big splash. Yes. I so. think Ted Lasso. I people Ted will Lasso. Stop, stop talking about Ted that. Lasso. Can't forget that. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. So TV did really good this year. A lot to be yeah. thankful for. Uh, I I will be remiss if I didn't mention Lovecraft Country, which I don't think you have watched. No, but a few people have said that. Cream keeps telling me to watch it. It is so good. It is so good. And Jamie has so many good thoughts on it so if you watch it definitely talk to him oh jamie watches it yeah um any other shows come to mind well like i said we watched the flight attendant which was hbo max and it i found it really interesting and just like thought provoking and cool well we um are at an hour and a half Oh my gosh, time flies. I know, but that's what happens when you talk about the year. You got a lot yeah, to, lots so. to cover. Well, thanks everybody. We hope that you had a great year, even yeah. though it was really hard to do so. And we hope that this year is even better. And as always, we're so grateful that you tuned into it was either this or. And we look forward to another riveting year of doing this. Oh, wow. Yeah, 2021.